This episode is brought to you by Sol de Janeiro. At Sol de Janeiro, touch isn't just for screens. Physical connection is so essential to how we communicate. It's infused in everything we offer. Sense so irresistible, PDA is guaranteed. Textures are so luscious, skin is huggable. Get into a Sol de Janeiro state of mind. Receive 10% off on your first order on soldejanero.com. Plus free shipping with the code soldejanero10. Blazing deals, boundless options. It's Hot Grill Summer at Whole Foods Market from June 14th through July 4th. Fire up the grill with quality cuts at the best prices. We're talking animal welfare certified meat. Check out the sales on bone-in ribeye, beef kebabs, and New York strip steak. Round out your barbecue with plant-based proteins, sliced cheese, soft buns, and all the condiments. Plus, sales on fresh strawberries, peaches, and more. Don't forget the pie, either. Get grilling at Whole Foods Market. Terms apply. Hi guys, welcome back to Skincare Anarchy. This is your host, Ekta, and I have such a wonderful brand with me today that I want to introduce you guys to. Um, I'm a huge fan. As we all know, that the world is kind of moving towards this more customized uh, realm of skin health, and I really like that. So this brand is definitely, in my opinion, you know, leading the way in that direction, and I, I can't wait for you guys to really, you know, learn more about it. But without further ado, I want to introduce you guys to the founder of Revia, Chaz Giles. Welcome to the show, Chaz. I'm so excited to host you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here, and thank you for the kind words. Uh, really excited to speak. Yeah, no, likewise, I'm a huge fan and I can't wait to learn about you first, though. I really want to learn about, you know, your career and how everything kind of led to this, um, the creation of the brand, if you could walk us down memory lane. Uh, I'd be happy to. I, I will say um, I am a little bit humbled, I think, giving this background, given the bit of preamble we just had about uh, your work <laughs> in ICU and things like that. So I will take I will take my my trip down memory lane with a, a heavy dose of humility relative to uh, to that. But um, oh. <laughs> I thank you for the interest. Um, yeah, I think, you know, we from a background standpoint, uh, I guess I've as a kid, I was always interested in skincare. Um, I think I started skincare around seventh or eighth grade something like that with you know my first cleanser and and treatment and and moisturizer and it was all in you know the this fight against acne and all the breakouts that happen at that stage in life but um you know I've always just been fascinated by the science behind it and so I think you know personally growing up I lived all over the U.S. um but you know always called kind of San Francisco home um my background, I'm multi-ethnic. And so that combination of, you know, always moving and changing, um, plus, you know, not really fitting into one box, so to speak, um, always made skincare really hard for me. Um, figuring out what was going to work for me, figuring out what was right was just like a constant battle. And so that was always kind of in, in the back of my head, you know, just personally, and then throughout kind of professional career. Um, and then, you know, I saw my daughter start to go through the same thing. And that yeah. for me really kicked off the motivation of like, there's, there's a better way to do this. And, you know, that's coupled with professionally, I was leading innovation for Estee Lauder companies for about 10 years um, and had really been, you know, in the space and, and watching and bringing technology um, together there, but really saw the opportunity to 
bring new technology, cutting edge science, um, diagnostics and formulation capability to really empower consumers in ways that had never happened before. Um, because today, so much of it, as you know, right, like there, there's all this great medical and dermatology and, um, you know, kind of science of skin uh, knowledge that exists, but it's locked away in a lot of medical journals or clinics or, you know, high-end dermatology offices. And, and most consumers can never access that. And we really set out to find a way to bring that to the everyday average consumer in a way that you can finally understand what's going on with your skin and be able to, you know, have ingredients and formulations that are actually made to work with your skin and your biology uh, in a way that just hasn't existed before. I love that. I really love that. And I, you know, it's interesting because for me, Revia is so different because of your technology in terms of just, you know, from the get-go, like you guys have this amazing, um, like through the website, you have this amazing feature where you're really analyzing people's skin rather mm -hmm. than just asking a bunch of different questions. And I mm -hmm. find that to be so interesting, um, you know, and I, I would love to talk about that, but I just to, you know, touch upon what you said, I think it's so important to highlight that, you know, um, it, it's huge that you were interested in skin health, you know, as a male, and I cannot stress enough how important that is. You know, I really stand behind um, the brand, but also because of that reason, because there are so many men out there mm -hmm. that I wish I could just grab them, you know what I mean? But <laughs> be like, hey, man, come on, you know, let's get you some skincare and let's take care of your skin because, you know, melanoma, cancer, all of these things are real, you know, and Absolutely. it's not always just about sunscreen. It's also about, you know, what have you done to take care of, like, for example, cell turnover, you know, uh, yep. different things about skin health, as you know. And so, yeah, I just, I love that. And I love that your journey was so organic. You know, that's another thing is that I think a lot of times people think that if you force something about, upon the, you know, others, it's going to work, but I think it does have to become the self-discovery. And so, you know, that's, I, I just love that. I love that that's where you start. And, and it comes from such an authentic place, you know. But um, I want to dive into your technology because I think that's really, for me, so unique, you know, about the brand is that when, for everyone listening, by the way, I really encourage you guys as we're going through the episode to go check out the website of the brands that I interview. So for Revia, you can go to myrevia.com, which is R-E-V-E-A, just FYI. Um, and, you know, just check it out while we're talking. But I want to talk about the technology, Chaz, about, you know, when people go onto the website and the skin is analyzed, you know, that tool itself, you know, what was the story behind creating that and just the journey behind that? Yeah, absolutely. And if and if you'll permit me, um, maybe allow me to set a little bit of the context of of why that technology is even even important and relevant. Of course, um, yes, please. And please. you know, I, I think the so as I was in so I was in skincare for about a decade. That's you know kind of what I've, what I've been doing for the last little bit. Um, and what was always really interesting slash frustrating for me was how the industry talked about skin as four skin types right? Yeah. You're a doctor, you understand skin is our largest organ, it's biological, it's alive, it's dynamic. And to think that we could categorize a world of 8 billion people into four generic skin types, that would be the expression of 8 billion people's biology and physiology it is absurd, right? Yeah. And yeah. to then think about how products are developed today, um, 
you know, products are tested on a, on a limited number of people if they're tested in, in clinicals. And typically those clinicals, you know, might be 20 to 30 people. So one of my co-founders, you know, the example I give often is, is she's Indian. Um, so if she was in there, which is a really big if, uh, if that clinical had, you know, representation, um, she would represent the skin of 500 million other Indian women and yeah. how that product was going to work for them. Like that, like, it just hurts your mind to think about that of like that's yeah. what skincare was based on historically. And we said that doesn't make any sense. Like we all know that our skin is individual, right? It, it has nuances to, to who we are, how we live, things that we do, right? Our biology. And it's a product of all of that. And so what we saw was the opportunity to really bring in what was happening in precision medicine, which I'm sure you're super familiar with, that really says the best treatments are the ones that are tailored to the individual biology and physiology. So let's understand what's happening with your skin and your skin biology, and then let's connect that to the best ingredients and levels and concentrations and formulas to work specifically for what you need. And that was the whole premise behind precision medicine. That was the inspiration for what we were doing and what we are doing with Revia. And the technology finally caught up to do that. But the industry overall wasn't adopting that technology. Um, and so we just got really frustrated and said it was time to do that. Um, yeah. And, and yeah. so that's kind of the, the, the why, I guess, is our skin is our biology. It's, it's who we are. And the only way that we can actually treat it well is to understand that biology. And so what we did was then develop the technology, uh, both from a diagnostics to understand individual skin and individual skin physiology or biology. Um, and then we developed the formulation models and the AI that learns behind that, that can connect individual biology to the best formulation chemistry for each individual. That's kind of the very simple part of the technology. And I'll, so let me pause there for a moment for any questions, then happy to keep going deeper. Yeah, no, I mean, I love what you said, because you know what, it's, it's really, really important to acknowledge that, you know, the aspect of how everyone is so different, especially with the skin. I mean, this is something that I just, I think that, you know, both you and I can talk for years about this, because <laughs> yeah. it's like, you know, I love that you had in the beginning of the episode, you had mentioned, like, you know, you are multi-ethnic. And I, I love that, because people don't understand that, you know, skin, like you said, because it is an organ, it is going to be genetically altered based on mm -hmm. your ethnicity, regardless of, you know, what you want, whether that's, whether that's just the core genes that you're born with, or whether that's epigenetics on top yep. of that, you know, yep. whether, whatever that is, there is a very specific blueprint that we are all dealing with. And for us to ignore that is, is truly just a disservice, you know, from a medical standpoint. Um, so, you know, I, I, I am completely behind you when you, with everything you said, because yeah, precision medicine is the next, it's the next frontier for all, you know, different organs of our body. You know, I always use the example of like the liver or the heart, like, would you mm -hmm. want your surgeon to just, you know, go off of any other, you know, uh, blueprint when they're doing your surgery for your heart or your, any you wouldn't right you'd want them to understand That's, you you'd you you would yeah. do labs you would do you know a, like Absolutely. a like a blood analysis and all of the things that go into that and that's what we expect from like true medicine so why is skin any different than that it shouldn't yeah. be you know it shouldn't be that, so, that's I, yeah. yes we are we are probably preaching to the choir here for sure because that's that's <laughs> it right like we you know skincare today is 
um, literally 10,000 products, 50,000 ingredients. Um, there, there's no human that can manage that, right? At the same yeah. time, most of us don't really understand our skin and understand what's happening below the surface. We can see things in the mirror, but what we see is the product of, you know, really, really complex biology. So to your point, if it was anything else that was going on with our health or our wellness, we'd try to learn more about it, right? We'd try to run labs. We'd, you know, talk to our doctor, they'd run tests. Um, and we'd never be satisfied with someone that, you know, answered a question about our liver or our heart by asking us to go pick one product off the shelf of 4,000 or to answer a few questions on a quiz about how our heart felt. And then they'd give us some medicine, right? Yeah, um, you know, exactly. we, we, we expect a lot more. Um, and, and so we think there's the opportunity to really raise the bar in skincare. And, and that's what we, that's what we set out to do with, with Hervia is create a new standard for what skincare is and what the skincare experience should be. Um, because, it, it shouldn't be about guessing and trial and error um, and all the frustration and overconsumption and wasted time and money that comes with that. It should be about you, your skin, your ingredients. And then the really important part at the end of that, that's part of precision medicine and, and part of precision skincare, which is Revia, is that learns with you because yeah. your skin evolves and it changes. And even the best science doesn't get it right the first time every time. But instead of having to then go back to the drawing board, like happens today in skincare, we can continue to measure and we learn how your skin reacts to ingredients. And we learn from the entire community that is measuring uh, with Revia. And now we take all of that information to keep making skincare smarter and better. And, you know, so we talk about it as like democratizing dermatology and, and formulation chemistry. And, and we don't want to replace the dermatologist at all. Like we think there's a huge opportunity to augment them and to enhance the tools that they have and that the estheticians yeah. have to, to bring more knowledge into that. Because, you know, just like in medicine, you know, in dermatology, much of the knowledge base and much of the understanding of skin has been based on very, very limited definitions of that, primarily Caucasian, primarily Western European. And yeah. so th there's just not great understanding of that true diversity of skin. Um, but the tools are here now. And that's what Revia really is doing is, is bringing that to, to everyone. I love that. And I love what you said, because you know what? Every good doctor needs good technology that's the that's the Absolutely. fundamental of western medicine and i feel like people have got it so twisted because they think that you know you're going to go to a dermatologist and you're going to find the best you know best option for your skin no they're limited as well you know mm -hmm. they're Derms and doctors in general, we're all limited, you know, and what limits us is the amount of technology and innovation around us that is accessible. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, one of my biggest pet peeves is when people think that you have to pick one or the other. No, you don't, no. you know, and yeah. especially, you know, especially with skin health, because, you know, it's really like what you were talking about in terms of like, you know, really uh, kind of evolving with you. Like that is such an important thing and so unique that you guys are doing that because at the end of the day, would you still want to be treated? Like, for example, if you have a thyroid problem and you're starting to get better, would you still want the same dose that you were taking like three right. months ago? You know what I mean? So it's just right. like, it doesn't make sense to do that. So that's where it's like so important and why I have such an appreciation for, for example, like um, biomedical,
medical engineering or something like, you know, along those lines, like really, mm-hmm. like you said, augmenting um, real Western medicine. And, you know, it's, it, it's interesting to me also, because I remember one of my mentors in my training said this, he said, you know, what is the difference between Western medicine and the rest of the world? And, you know, he was really talking about the United States and the rest of the world. <laughs> and um, he said, you know, the difference is that we've got the technology and we use things like imaging a lot. And we use mm-hmm. things like, you know, just things that are making our lives easier as actual, you know, uh, healthcare workers versus if you go even somewhere like the UK, they're not doing that as much. You know, they're really relying on that gut instinct that they have through their training, through their experience, which is fine. But I think that we all have to acknowledge the relevance of imaging um, in all on all fronts. And I think that's where I get very, very interested in any form of technology that's utilizing that specific modality because it's it's really is the next frontier. Like I said, you know, you cannot yeah. know with with your eyes closed, you cannot understand what you know what you need to be looking at. You know, so you really have to open those eyes and be open-minded as well and approach it with this like really holistic approach, you know, for lack of a better yeah. term. Yeah. Ab- absolutely, absolutely agree. And there's uh, a, a few really interesting things that I want to pick up on there and build on. Um, I think the first one is you talk like biomedical engineering. So uh, to, to kind of connect that into some of the story of how we got here and the technology. So my co-founder, uh, Dr. Mushin, he's a PhD in bioinformatics. And so he was actually at Leo Pharmaceutical and was their chief data scientist and was developing non-invasive ways to measure skin because surprise surprise people don't like holes in their face from punch biopsies right so it was how do you how do you have you know uh new things like um you know uh the the lcoc right in terms of the spectroscopy some of the things like spatial frequency domain imaging right all of these different modalities um that are imaging modalities that now allow us to basically image the levels of biology right and and it's amazing technology of what you can do with like the LCOCTs, right? Of like actually looking through those levels of skin and getting back these, you know, three-dimensional pictures of of basically cell biology, you know, to your point of like cellular turnover and all these different things. And so he had been working in that space at the same time, trying to figure out how to create better treatments for things like psoriasis and atopic and all these other pieces. Um, And was really frustrated by how limiting the lack of diagnostics were combined with the lack of formulation flexibility to actually get the patient the right treatment at the right time. Uh, and so that was, you know, kind of his world. And I was thinking of the same things from a skincare perspective that was looking at four skin types to describe, you know, the entire population. And we said, hey, there's just, there's a, a way that we can actually do this now with technology. And let me use that as then the segue into that the tech question that you had, um, what we actually took was we needed to answer two questions. One, we need to be able to understand biology. So how do you measure biology? And there's lots of different ways from things, as you said, you know, genetic, you can spit in a tube and we can get some DNA pieces. We can do some tape stripping and get some physiology or maybe some epigenetic or proteomics and things like this. Um, but what we actually settled on was looking at how do we get the most scalable way to understand skin and skin biology? And to your point, that's imaging. It's a next frontier, right? There's so much happening there with imaging, even over the last five years, uh, that just wasn't possible before. And so we leaned into imaging as the way to understand and measure skin biology. Um, We're using a couple different imaging technologies. Uh, The primary one is hyperspectral imaging. uh, And that's, you know, was originally developed in kind of NASA technology for satellite imaging, 
being able to use light to actually in different wavelengths of light to create those three-dimensional pictures of a surface, a substance. Um, mm. In this case, it's skin. In other cases, um, in you know, like space exploration or NASA, like they're using it to identify carbon, the presence of oxygen in different planets or solar systems, yeah, right? Yeah. Because you can create basically the chemical map or the chemical fingerprints using yeah. this imaging diagnostic. So we're doing that to now measure things like blood flow and HBT1 and HBT2 and oxygen saturations and, you know, pH levels and skin barrier and lipid profiles. And we mapped all of those different parameters of skin into their spectral fingerprints effectively. So now we can use imaging to identify all of these key characteristics of skin and skin health that are the root causes of the things that we see in the mirror. And that was really the breakthrough that now allows us to go from things that we were doing in our lab. And I'll talk about that of, you know, where we spent three years in R and D to now what we can do in the technology that you mentioned via a smartphone. And it was really that connection of imaging that allowed us to take it to very scalable ways. Like we all carry these little mini diagnostic computers in our pocket. And now we can enable all of those to now measure skin and give us insights back that previously were only possible, you know, going to a high-end dermatology office. That is insanely cool. Wow. I'm like so blown away right now. And I love that you brought up the the use of this kind of technology and, and you know, the realm of like just, you know, what NASA is doing and stuff. That's so cool. I, I, I'm blown away that you guys were able to adopt that. I mean, that's really the, you know, at the end of it, that's really what you want to be able to see is like, for example, what you mentioned, like blood flow, oxygen levels, all of that. That's yep. really, really cool. Now, I, you know, I, I'm, of course, I'm going to ask you because you, know, you mentioned the, <laughs> Um, you, you know, this is my geek out moment, right? It has, like, let's go, let's go for it. These are fun. <laughs> so like, you know, you mentioned the camera, you know, aspect of like smartphones yeah. and stuff. So how did you apply that to like, you know, just, um, the standard, uh, smartphone camera, you know, that must've been difficult, sure. right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was not a, not a simple problem to solve, uh, for sure. Um, as I said, this was, this was three years in R and D, um, with some, you know, team of amazing scientists and and literally world class and and what they do, um, and so, you know, we have in addition to my co-founder that was doing this on the bioinformatics side, um, we have you know one of the leaders in AI dermatology, Dr. Roxana Danishu out of Stanford, um, as one of our advisors, uh, an investor who is leading also out of Stanford that um, is leading in kind of neuromuscular imaging. Uh, and radiology. And like, so it was like taking all of these kind of domain experts and different places where these technologies existed, and then figuring out how do we apply them to skin. And um, we'll geek out, but let me start with a very simple, uh, uh, maybe analog to to help everyone kind of frame that in. We see these technologies today, uh, to your question of how does a a camera do this? you know, I, I live in San Francisco Bay Area. Uh, around here, you see all of the self-driving cars that have all the cameras and sensors on them, right? Driving around the streets. And they're yeah. using all of those different uh, sensors. Some are imaging and cameras that we see. Some are things like LIDAR. Some are things like infrared, hyperspectral. And they're using all these different modalities of sensors and imaging to be able to train that car to drive safely down the street, right? Yeah. We applied the same type of principles that said we can bring in all of these modalities of sensors and measurements that exist in medicine and dermatology and other areas 
we can apply them to skin. And then we're using machine learning and AI models to do that repeatedly and train that on how we now extract that same data from the imaging and the data we get from a mobile phone. Wow. So that's the very like high level, simple example. Now the geek out moment is when we take all of these measurements and, you know, if you think about ones that would be like spatial frequency domain imaging is uh, measuring like HBT1, HBT2 blood flow metrics at surface and, and below. I know you know that, but just so <laughs> for everyone else, um, yeah, yeah, and then, yeah. you know, kind of the, the oxygen saturation and, and um, things like collagen elastin scattering. And it's actually used in um, uh, kind of areas of people who may have had a bad burn or an injury to skin or uh, like a diabetic ulcer or something like that. And they're measuring skin health and tissue health before it's visible, right? So they're measuring basically the ability of skin to rejuvenate. And that might be in the case of a burn to see if it's going to require a skin graft or take in other ways. But we said, well, if you're measuring the ability for skin to rejuvenate, that skin healing or wound healing capability is the same thing as rejuvenation, which is the same thing as anti-aging capability, right? It's cellular turnover. How fast does our body heal and promote new growth? So we adopted that technology and to be one of our measurements as an example. And so we took all of these technologies and then um, we were measuring them on individuals at the same time we were using hyperspectral imaging, which gives us then the ability to create these three-dimensional Uh, imaging fingerprints of biology. At the same time, we were taking all of the images using uh, a standard RGB camera or, you know, red, green, blue smartphone camera. And what we then were able to do is to say, we can now identify how you take that two-dimensional image from and data from each pixel in a 20 gigabyte, you know, or megabyte camera, right, that many phones have. You're talking millions and millions of data points. And each one of those RGB values tells you something about what it has seen and what it has measured. And we were doing the mapping and the connection to now connect things that you can see and measure from a normal two-dimensional camera and how that relates to the three-dimensional biological cube. So just like you see people create like a 3D model from a 2D picture, It's kind of like, you know, similar process, but just a lot more complex to do it at the biological level. We're taking really complex biology and figuring out how to recreate that from the data we can get from uh, the normal smartphone. That was all the learning. That was, you know, our equivalent of cars driving around cities, uh, not Mm -hmm. trying to run over people. It was lots and lots of testing and training to be able to build those data sets and those models that can now measure skin biology with imaging and then connect that to the imaging that we can do that everyone carries around. Um, And we were really excited to get there. And it was a a huge breakthrough. We definitely acknowledge that um, it's not perfect every time for sure. Right. And there's some things that we lose if you can't come to a studio in San Francisco, for example, where we have that. But what we gain is for the first time ever, millions and millions of people have access to diagnostics that were never before possible. And so you can actually start to build and use that modeling to create very, very accurate understanding of that biology because of the scale and the frequency that you get in doing that. I love that. And I love that because it's so, it's all light-based. It's Mm -hmm. very plausible. Like it's, it, for me, like, yeah, you know, as a scientist and stuff, yeah, I'm totally behind it. But even in like, as you explained in layman terms, like, you know, it's very 
like logical to understand you know when you have anything that's light based i mean you can really utilize that in so many different ways because at the end of the day your cameras i mean hell my camera sees better than i do you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, the the capability of the cameras are are pretty insane um yeah yeah. and that that's it like it's it's spectral imaging and we create that fingerprint so once we understand the fingerprint um, what hyperspectral is, is, uh, you know, ultraviolet visible light, which is, you know, our cameras and then uh, infrared and near infrared. And we're taking that and now being able to extrapolate that from the imaging that we get from from phones and from cameras. That's amazing. I, I think that is like truly like revolutionary. Like, I mean, it's really like the next step in like true diagnostics. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, it really comes down to how much can you understand before you treat somebody, you know, and it it really comes down to that in every facet of medicine. Like I remember, I remember many years ago, I mean, this is just, this is psychiatry, you know, I'm, I'm just want to mention this as an example from the listeners is that many years ago, I was reading, you know, books by this, I, I forget his name is, you know, not at the forefront of my memory, but I remember reading these books by this doctor who was like starting to utilize like, um, you know, imaging in before he prescribed any medications to psychiatric mm. patients. And he was like, he he wrote books about like specific disorders like ADD and then anxiety, depression. And what he found in all of these models was, you know, that this is what works. You have to individualize every mm-hmm. kind of pharmaceutical therapy, because yep. if you don't, you risk making something that's already working like broken, like breaking what's working. And that is something that I think is so crucial and important to understand when it comes to just, I think, overall health, but especially skin health, because if you're not measuring these things, if you're not figuring out like, you know, how much of like you had mentioned, you know, the parameters you mentioned, like blood flow, oxygen saturation, you know, cell turnover, all of these things. If you don't know that about a patient or an individual, there's no way that you can accurately treat a problem. You know, as yeah. for for example, like you had mentioned one of your, um, you know, the one, a person on your team, like I'm also an Indian woman. And one thing I've always struggled with is that my scarring, like, like post acne mm. and inflammatory scarring, that is very yep. different than a Caucasian yep. uh, person Absolutely. that I might know, you know? And so like that requires you to really understand, like, is there a different difference in the thickness of the skin layers, you know, in different ethnicities? Is there a difference? And yep. what can we do about it if there is? I mean, for the longest time, I remember like even two years ago, I was, um, you know, looking into writing some papers and people were still, you know, confused about this idea that there is a difference between different skins, you know, like, different, <laughs> like yeah. the amount of melanin you have, it does more than just give you the color of your skin. It also Absolutely. impacts the physiological, you know, uh, pathways in your skin. Yep. So there's a giant array of, you know, what you could call like your, you know, your skin uh print you know as you could say it or whatever you want to call it there's a lot of things that go into play here so the fact that you guys are really you know doing this and you're you're approaching this with the best of the best technology i mean really hats off to you that's i mean in my opinion that's truly serving the community rather than just shoveling out these like redundant products you know that we see everywhere you know skincare doesn't need more products it has plenty of those it needs better solutions like exactly that's that's what it needs yeah exactly and you know and that's really where my next question for you is is this idea of like you know 
how is that from the formulation side, right? Because like, say you like now you've measured everything and then, you know, there, I know that on the website, like, for example, you guys mentioned that there are are 40 skin characteristics that you're really analyzing here. So once you analyze those characteristics, how does the formula really change? You know, like what are the things that are more um, modifiable in the formulation? If you could kind of give us some insight. Absolutely. And I'll take, honestly, I'll just, I'll take the example you just uh, gave relative to, to PIH and post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation um, to to kind of illustrate this, but uh, at a very top level. So today uh, we can make over 3000 unique formulations. Um, Everything is made to order. So um, unlike some things that talk about personalization and, you know, it might be one of five or one of 10 that it kind of puts you in, like we are truly understanding and then making the formula the ingredient selection, the levels, uh, the combinations bespoke to to your needs. Um, that was based on uh, that scientific team I was talking about before. That you know, dermatologists, skin biologists, formulation chemists that were coming together, um, looking at the understanding of skin biology that we had developed, and then starting to map a set of active ingredients and evaluating over, you know, I think it was like 3,000, 4,000 different active ingredients um, to get down to a kind of curated um, portfolio of around 30 different actives uh, that were all linked to specific biology and to treatment of specific concerns. Um, And then we then created that kind of AI that then connects your individual measurement, physiology, root cause to the ingredients that um, would be optimal for you. And now let me put that into practice and in, in kind of your example. Yeah. So as you talk about PIH, um, you know, and PIH, PIH coming after a breakout, let's use that specifically. A really important thing here is to understand what we see when we look in the mirror is going to be I see a scar, right? And I suffer from PIH too, right? So have a breakout. Now breakout goes away two or three days later and we're blessed with a scar for the next three to four months. And and so what we see is a dark spot, right? And scarring. But what's happening underneath that was there was something that caused the breakout. There was something that caused, you know, a higher melanin release, right? Or pigmentation release because of that breakout. And now what we can start to do is start to measure some of these different things. So we can understand what's happening with breakouts. And maybe if the scarring is the issue that's going on, maybe what we need to do is figure out the right formulation to better control the breakouts. But maybe what we see is those breakouts are really related to things that are happening hormonally. And maybe it's a menstrual cycle or other things that are happening. And we don't want to mess with some of those hormones, right. That are going to be, you know, causing some of those breakouts. And so now what you're doing is saying, okay, well, maybe we can reduce the frequency of breakouts, uh, through, through, you know, formulation. But then what we also know is there might be more inflammation that's present in the skin. And maybe that inflammation is happening because there's a compromised skin barrier. So our body's trying to heal the skin barrier and it's causing a very natural inflammatory response. But that inflammatory response is like supercharging our melanin production, which is supercharging this scarring and this pigmentation that we get after a breakout. So if we know all of those things, what we can actually then do is say, well, Ecto, like if we can start to heal the skin barrier, we're going to bring down the inflammation levels, which is going to reduce the pigment that's created even when there is a breakout. So if we're able to do all those pieces, we now can actually get to the root cause of that PIH 
which is yeah. actually the inflammation that's happening and the body responding to it. So it's using those different ways of understanding the root cause. And now once we understand that root cause, and let's say it's inflammation in this case, we know there's certain ingredients that will tend to bring down, right? Or are proven to bring down inflammation yeah. working on specific pathways. And now that's how your formulation would start to be built. So it understands root cause. It understands your need states, the things about your skin physiology, and then says, these are the ingredients that will be most effective against those root causes in your specific skin profile. That's so cool. I love that. That's really, really cool. I mean, you know, <laughs> one of one of my things is like, I have always wondered like why people are not going into the tech direction with all of this knowledge, you know, like there's so many ingredients, like, you know, speaking of ingredients, since you brought that up, I just want to like kind of touch on that is that do you feel like there are enough, um, there's enough data out there um, to really match the level of sophistication that your technology is providing? Like, like, do you feel like, um, you know, the database of ingredients is, is versatile enough? Uh, I Would I love it to be more? Yes, right? Yeah. Um, would I love <laughs> to be more data on, on ingredients and what suppliers have to do in standardization? Absolutely. Um, but I think in terms of where we started, I feel very, very comfortable and, and we're on very solid scientific and, and clinical footing in that. Um, but we also chose to use very evidence-backed ingredients. Um, I think as more and more technology evolves and as you know, hopefully we push the consumer understanding and then the industry forward to be more science-backed and more evidence-based, um, we'll actually get a lot more of that data that you're describing, and it will make these kind of models even better. And what we're able to do now is, even if suppliers and the industry don't do that, what we're able to do is, every time we have an ingredient and every time we recommend that ingredient, we basically are running little mini clinicals right? So we're yeah. running, you know, what's called N of one clinicals, right? Like it's not 20 random people and how that might work for you. It's you. And it's a yeah. clinical about your skin. And so now we understand what we've measured and how this works for you. And then we can update that model and that formulation, not only for you, but then for anyone else who might share a similar biological trait we now update that information when they formulate as well. And so again, it's just about making it smarter and smarter and smarter uh, to continue to learn from all of these things that we do instead of skincare today kind of recreates the wheel every time we need a new product. Exactly. No, oh my gosh, that's amazing. And I love that, you know, the whole idea of like AI to me is just so fascinating in general, but the fact that you've applied it here, I mean, this is, this is really revolutionary for all dermal science. You know, at the end of the day, it's one thing to know that like, for example, Bakuchiol is like an amazing ingredient, but it's a whole different like ball game when you have this data that has been collected over months and months yeah. of users, you know what I mean? And like figuring out like, is Bakuchiol the best for this skin type? is you know what i yep. mean like those kind of things that's really cool i mean yeah and that's I'm, and that's I'm, what we all know yeah. right like our best friend recommends an ingredient and we try it and we're like nah. or maybe it breaks us out right like yeah. we all experience this but no one's ever just put the science behind it right? i and love that possible this is so, yeah this is revolutionary stuff i mean this is this is really like the next step in skin health i mean i've never seen anything like this and honestly it's it's 
interesting to me because I'm very curious how this is going to impact the industry like years from now, because this data that you guys are really able to collect and utilize, I mean, this is putting you on a different level altogether. You know, it's literally not even just customization, it's optimization. I mean, you're, this is optimal skin health that adapts with you, like your products adapting with you. That's, I mean, that's huge, you know, and especially with the price point, I just want to mention, like you guys are so accessible. I mean, the fact that you're, you're able to provide these services and and make it something that everyone like across the country can just access readily, you know, just simply by going to your website. I mean, that is, I, I, I can't even say good things. I mean, this is amazing. So, you know, Thank really you. hats off to your whole team. Wow. You know? Thank you. Yeah, we're really excited. And I think uh, I'm really glad you mentioned the the accessibility because that that was really really important for us. Is you know how do we how do we democratize these tools? And um, you know I'll just mention very quickly for the forgive the shameless plug, but yeah, as no. you said, the, the scanning technology is is free, right? We want everyone to understand more about their skin. And so if you go to myrevia.com and you can go through your scan and get a super detailed skin health report across these 40 parameters. And that's all free um, and we'll help connect you into ingredients that work and uh, all of those pieces, because I think, you know, knowledge really is power and, and in skincare for too long. It's just, it's been in the dark and, and that's a really big um, thing that we can, we know we can give back to the industry. And, and that honestly is the vision to of what you kind of described is we want to set a new standard of what skincare is and precision skincare is the future of skincare. Precision medicine is the future of medicine. Uh, and we are bringing that to the table and um, we want everyone to understand there is simply a better way to experience skincare. It doesn't need to be trial and error. It doesn't need to be this super frustrating process. And whether you use Revia or you don't use Revia, um, you know, we are really excited when people use the technology and they're empowered to just be smarter and better about their own skin. Yeah, I mean, this is like, I mean, I'm just sitting here thinking like, literally like I'm mind blown, you know what I mean? It's like I'm sitting here <laughs> Thank you so thinking much. about like, you know, just how much a CT costs, you know what I mean? Or like an yeah. x-ray and a, like insurance and all these things are running through my mind right now. And then like how inaccessible even normal healthcare is and the fact that you guys are creating such a sophisticated, you know, way of approaching dermatology. I mean, this is just really, really cool stuff. And I really, I encourage everyone listening like please take advantage of this you know what i mean this is a this is a <laughs> next level kind of you know tool that is at your fingertips literally i mean you're not gonna see this at even the most sophisticated like dermatologist offices you're just you're not why because of all the things i just mentioned insurance all these things that come into play of why doctors have the tools that they have in their you know private practices there's just so much limitation there so the fact that you know chaz and his team has created like this beautiful beautiful way of analyzing and really understanding more importantly your skin health that is i mean this is truly like you know serving your entire community i mean i i can't say enough good things about this and i'm really curious actually to see how dermatologists um really incorporate this and i really encourage all the derms out there that tune in you know you guys should really reach out to the team at revia because you guys could really utilize this in your daily practice i mean this is i think at the end of the day it's in my opinion as a physician as a consumer this should be the baseline like you should like there's always you know in medicine we always talk about like what is the baseline right Chaz like mm -hmm. it's like what is the standard and I think when it comes to that you have to rely on data and you have to rely on data that's 
constantly evolving. And this is like the most prime example I've ever seen of that. So I really even encourage, you know, Durham practices and stuff to reach out to you guys and see how they can incorporate this in their day-to-day, you know, patient care. Because this is, I mean, I don't think you can get better than this. You know, there's certain things we can observe with the naked eye, but there's a lot that we can't. And that's where things like x-rays and CTs and MRIs come in. And and, uh, now, you know, these kind of technologies, I mean, this is something that we shouldn't shy away from, we should embrace, and we should try to expand on, you know, as a community. So I, I'm just, yeah, I'm blown away, Chaz. <laughs> no, thank, <laughs> thank you for that. I, 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 I was thinking to myself, I was like, man, I need to take you around with me more often. You make you make the uh, the entrepreneur founder <laughs> journey feel really good. So thank you. Um, yeah, no, but I but mean, no, I think um, I, I would I would just say absolutely for the community that you're you're kind of talking to and, and the audience on the derm side and and you know physicians like we we are very very open and we collaborate with lots of scientists and lots of dermatologists because you know our whole goal is is moving the understanding of skin forward and um you know we think there's things that we can help with and there is certainly things that we can still learn and and we love to you know engage in any of those conversations so uh that, you know that's what? super exciting for us this also makes me think Chaz, like you know all those like like these cosmetic procedures like microneedling even something mm-hmm. like that like to be able to do microneedling and then use your technology you know what i mean like before and after yeah. and to analyze like this is huge man like this is gonna like <laughs> <laughs> I'm Thank really you. geeking out here if you can't tell, you know, but like, I, <laughs> yeah, I, it's a lot. Of, it's just, it's the power of data, right? It's, um, yeah. you know, we, we see this and and we obviously, you know, started in one place with um, Revia as the brand and the formulations, but, you know, the technology and the platform has definitely has a life of its own. And uh, these are all exciting conversations that we're having and we're in of how do you personalize services to your point, right? Um, yeah. What does it look like if an esthetician now has a much deeper knowledge and set of data that she can bring or he can bring to delivering services for you. And then how does that help that progress over time? And how does that help if that's now combined with products that are then made specifically for your physiology, right? Like, like it's a new standard of skincare and it's a new way to think about that integrated health and wellness because, um, you know, our, again, our skin is alive. It's our largest organ, what we put on our body, what we put in our body, it's all a product of that. And, you know, our, our goal with that technology is not only to be able to help deliver better treatments on, you know, the, the product side, but it's to be able to connect these insights, right? What happens when I change my diet or what happens if I'm not sleeping or how do I see patterns in my stress and my hormones that I can now measure and see different pieces. And now how do we adapt our lifestyle, our treatment regimens? Like how do we think about that, you know, wellness and and health uh, as, as really holistically as we can. Um, and our skin is, is like not only one of the first lines of defense in that, but it also shows so much about what's happening with health. Yeah. And, and we think there's, you know, so much potential, uh, to really, really give everyone, you know, tools that aren't just that very, I'll call it the, the old definition of, of beauty and skin, which was, you know, about vanity and like these pieces and don't get me wrong. Like it's still there. We still want to look good. We still want our skin yeah. to be healthy, but yeah that health is much, is much broader, right? Like it's, it's, yeah, it's about and it's a product also of all the things in. we do. 
it's also tied in. I mean, everything you said, exactly. it connects. Like, it's not like, it, you know, that's such an excellent point that you brought up because it's not this independent factor of vanity. You know, it's like vanity comes with, you know, when you have good health, you're you're already going to be very happy when you look in the mirror, okay? Yeah. You know, you're going to be glowing from the inside out, that yep. kind of stuff, you know? Yep. So it's it's so crucial, you know, what you're doing here because of that aspect is that you know consumers want this overnight fix of things but it's like you know what the cool part is and what i find to be really the hook here as well is for anyone out there that really likes you know um to see the results to see and feel and Mm. if you're a visual learner i mean this is literally the best op you know thing for you because you can really see it yourself you know you're gonna see this this technology analyze your skin and then you're gonna come back next month you're just gonna analyze you again and you're gonna look and feel like what's going on here you know you're becoming part of the process and you're taking your health into your own hands for lack of a better term you know no pun intended (laughs) (laughs) i mean i think that it's it's just so fascinating and i think that that it also you know in terms of that consumer gap that we see a lot where it's like people are really bad about following up on their routines and really bad you know what i mean like sticking to it and stuff this i think can really like combat that as well because when you see something literally analyzing your skin tell me you're not going to be interested i mean come on you know <laughs> everyone's going to be interested yeah in that, so. that and then yeah. we also don't get we don't get the right feedback loops right and and yeah. and science is all about feedback loops right like you yeah. start with something you're testing you're measuring and then you improve upon it and i think that's the other thing because there are things in skin and in health in general that they're going to change really quickly Right. And so some of those things we can see results in really fast and other things, they don't change as fast. Hyperpigmentation is a great example of that. Or, you know, dermal fibers, these, these things that they just take longer to repair with the natural systems in the body, as well as with the treatments that come in. And so being able to understand what's happening underneath and what the root causes are, I think gives you a much better way to think about that journey and skincare is a journey just like health and wellness it's it's a lifelong journey that we're on and so the more that we can have those feedback loops and the more that we can use technology and data to kind of inform how we move across that journey actually stops us from doing a lot of like damaging things and it also you know helps mm-hmm. encourage the things that are going to really pay dividends in the long run and it's not you know kind of dissimilar from the way people talk about investing you know financially when you're young right you do all yeah. of these things to invest and it keeps building and it keeps building and it keeps building over time and you know our skin and our health is very much the same way and so the more that we can identify exactly what we need and invest in those things, quote unquote, the more that we see those benefits as we age, as, you know, life progresses, all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. You know, I'm a hundred percent behind you with everything you said, because, you know, and especially with the skin, one thing that I, I really want to mention here for all the listeners out there is that, you know, there is significant data out there from the perspective of just, you know, medicine that when your skin is damaged or if your skin is like you know how we talk about leaky gut and stuff Chaz mm-hmm. like we talk about those mm-hmm. kind of things when your skin is leaky in the sense of like it's damaged and your barriers <laughs> not intact yep. you're going to 
like you're going to show signs of a more immunocompromised individual yep. than people Absolutely. with some of the most chronic disorders. And that's yep. a fact, you know? And so I cannot stress enough from the medical side of things, how crucial it is for us to really understand why we're sitting here every day talking about skin health because it's an actual thing you know what i mean uh, You're, yeah, absolutely like the way you interact with the environment you know what's the first thing that gets exposed to the environment your skin you know and everything gets absorbed whether you see it or not i mean i don't care what anybody says from light to you know chemicals we are absorbing yep. all of that and it's happening through our skin or our mucous membranes and the fact that we're not addressing it as we should be like that is not only irritating but it's just it's absurdity at this point you know what i mean mm -hmm. it's just like mm -hmm. i don't get why consumers are just so confused about it like sunscreen is not the end like the only way to protect yourself guys yeah. you have to really invest like chaz said you have to invest in your health first and foremost and if you really want to do that and if you're about that then you have to invest in the technologies and the innovations that are really leading the way and you know this is i mean this is the best example i've seen to date you know on this podcast all the brands i've interviewed no shade to anybody else okay but for <laughs> real i mean this is, this is the next you know you've really set the bar here and so Thank i'm <laughs> yeah, yeah i, I really appreciate I it that's yeah, that's what's exciting for us is, um, as you said, like that the consumer confusion and, you know, the conversation of skin barrier and skin health that hasn't happened. A lot of that's because the industry hasn't wanted it to happen, right? They, they've encouraged a model and that is that fits what they do. And, and it's around four skin types and supply chains that can make one of a million products, you know, really fast and really cheaply, but that's not our skin, right? Our skin's not fast. Our body's not cheap, right? So we need to think about, you know, skincare differently. And, and so it's, it's things like this and it's people like you and conversations that we get to have here where, really starting to help people understand what's possible and how they should think about skin differently is exciting for me because it it really starts to move the industry and put the pressure on you know the industry players to to really serve consumers better um and and at the end of the day if that happens like we all win and that, and that's what I'm really really excited about so I thank I, you for you know allowing us to have this conversation and and being a huge proponent of you know science and technology and evidence based things coming into skincare because it absolutely is the future and it's it's what is needed to serve consumers uh, in a way that they deserve to be served. Oh please, it is. I mean, it's it's an honor to even learn about this. This is this is so exciting for me, and I cannot give enough kudos to you and your team because this is you know to be to do this from an ethical standpoint is just. For me, it's phenomenal, and it, it just really makes me feel good as you know, a scientist, as a consumer, as a medical practitioner, that there are still people out there that really value the the true um, essence of good medicine, you know, and I, I just, I can't tell you how much that means to me to see that, like from the, from this angle, you know what I mean? Rather than just seeing it in the academia side or, you know, like yeah. the really, like, you know, like the really in-depth scientists that dedicate their whole life to like vaccines, like that's, it's very rare to see it. You know, that's my point is like people making products that are truly ethically and morally sound in medicine you know and they there's a real reason for it and there's a real white space that you're feeling it's a very rare to see that so you guys are Thank really you. in my book i mean hundred thousand percent behind you i love what you're doing and like i said you know everyone listening if you guys you know take any advice ever from our podcast i mean <laughs> this please take my advice and go right now to myrevia.com and just 
just do it, okay? Analyze your skin, try it out. You don't know till you try things. So I really encourage you guys do it immediately. Don't sit on it, don't wait, you know, because at the end of the day, you know, we keep pushing things off and that's also part of the the idea of taking your health in your hands is that you have to jump yeah. on things when you, you know, discover them. And so, you know, I really encourage everybody and Chaz, this has been so wonderful to talk to you. And I would love for us to, you know, do this over and over again because I want to keep learning about what you guys are discovering and what the you know the data is telling you so i would love to have you back anytime that your you know schedule allows absolutely thank you it's been an absolute pleasure again i thank you for you know pushing the conversation forward in in the industry um and i would love to be back and talk more about what we learn and what we figure out and you know we love feedback from from everyone so from you know your side as you discover things or use revia in different ways and you know as your audience and um, uses revia and interacts with technology we are always open to learning and to you know feedback good bad and otherwise because it's all about that process of, of learning and honestly just making skincare better so uh, we're excited for the journey we're on it's not always easy but these kind of things are are really really uplifting when you know we we see how um, impactful it is and and how excited our our consumers and our community gets from that i love that and so you guys heard it give us feedback i mean i'm absolutely. really expecting people to chime in here so <laughs> absolutely i may have i may have opened pandora's box but i have thick skin so i am oh uh, I am you know what welcome. i'm all about it i'm all about it. i took latin in high school i hear you i understand <laughs> i respect pandora's box okay i'm all for it man like i think everyone listening you guys you have to you have to chime in come on you know you got to chime in and tell us what is going on and how you guys are experiencing the products and i would love to hear from you as well and of course everything you guys send our way we're going to pass on to Chaz's team and um if you have any questions if you have any you know um things that you don't understand or you need more clarification on please don't hesitate let us know and we will um you know get in touch with his team and we'll get you some answers for sure so um you know for now i'm gonna let you guys go but i'll be back next time thank you so much thank you actor it was a pleasure <laughs>